What's up, fandom? My name is Josh, and we are joined by a very special guest today. Joining us again, his first time on What's Up, fandom, uh, we have the incomparable Ezra Weiss. Yay! Hi, everybody. Well, I don't know why I'm waving. I guess for those that can watch on YouTube, hi. And for those that are listening, hello Exactly. There. Exactly, yeah. We've got the YouTubers now. They can they can watch us. Yeah. All the fun stuff. Yeah. Um, so Ezra, it's been it's been a hot minute since we've chatted. How how's life been? Well, life has been confined. But life has also opened up in other ways, Josh, because we find ways to keep projects moving and turning in uh, amazing work within deadline uh, because people have set up their microphones in their homes and we've been doing remote sessions and you just, you know what, you got to find a way to adapt with the time, be flexible uh, and keep with the pace, man. You just got to figure out a way. Sometimes it takes a little bit of financial investing, but other than that, you know, you just got to be, you just got to be willing to change and try new things. Exactly. Yeah. And uh, it's, it's been a thing. Like I, I'm back in Oklahoma. Like it was, it was very tough in 2020 to find any sort of like work in California. Um, right. So I unfortunately had to move back. Um, I'll be back again one day, but yeah, for right now, it's one of those, like, I got to get the savings back up, man. <laughs> Yeah. Now I remember back in the day when we first used to speak, when your program was a different title, mm -hmm. you had a partner, you had a female partner. Yeah. Hannah. From Oklahoma too, right? Yep. Yep. Have you reconnected with her now that you moved back? Cause she oh, was awesome. Yeah. yeah. We, we never really went out of touch or anything like that. Uh, she, she's been great. Uh, she now is like, a manager at like I think she like is like the like the main manager at a Target up here, like so wow. she is like busy all the time. So yeah, yeah it's yeah, it's crazy. And like she's got the biggest one in the whole entire state of Oklahoma. It's a super Target. So like it's oh, got a yeah, so it's got the full grocery like, store and everything. Super Target. Super Target is a way of saying, hey, we're the same thing as Walmart, so we've got all the same things here. But good for Hannah. I'm I'm happy for her. I'm proud of her too. Yeah, she's great. She's been she's been killing it. So she's uh been very stressed because of you know everything that's gone on the last year, just because I mean she's working in retail and especially something like a Target where people are constantly in all the time. So yeah, and they want to have that toilet paper in stock. Exactly. I mean, you you can have the toilet paper in stock, or you can upgrade like I did and get a bidet. Oh snap! You yeah, have that I, oh oh yeah, uh, the fancy one that's thirty dollars on Amazon. That oh, just nice. yeah, I got one of the 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 cheap ones that just goes right into the, like the same. Uh, uh, pipe that you're uh that feeds into your toilet so like before right. it goes into your bowl it goes into the bidet and i'm like oh, i'll just use that so yeah easy yeah. peasy um nice. so so how's uh how's the family been as i mean it's you guys are spending a lot more time together now 
We are. Um, we find a way to give each other space, you know, Josh, because I, I believe that space is very important. Um, if we're all like hanging around in the same space and with one another, you can feel that your confines are a little more confined. Um, but we're all, you know, it's been everybody in the entire world who's ever listening has had a hard year. And within our house, and I know that's how what you're asking specifically, it's been a tough year. My wife has been incredible. She has been teaching online classes and taking on more and more online classes for at-risk youth as well as um, young adults who have misstepped and are in a juvenile detention. And she teaches online, acting, improv, communication skills, and empowerment. So she's been thriving. She's also been volunteering with um, an organization called Support and Seed, which is um, created by Billie Eilish's mother, Mer- okay. Maggie Bear. And Support and Seed is um, you are supporting all of the vegan restaurants with your donations. And those vegan restaurants are then making meals that then get delivered to at-risk communities. Okay. So they're having healthy and vegan-based food plant-based food, I should say, and of course, any money that is donated to the uh, supply and feed um, goes towards maintaining the livelihood of those vegan-owned and operated restaurants that are local here to Los Angeles. So she's been doing that. And you know what, Sarah and Jacob, our kids, our teenagers, they've been doing that as well. Sarah got her license during the pandemic. Sarah applied to college during the pandemic, and she got accepted to 16 out of the 20, and she made her decision to go to Cal Poly San Luis Obispo. Nice. That's a mouthful. I know, it sure is. Actually, it goes Cal Poly slow for San Luis Obispo, but we're very, very proud of our daughter. Sabrina's worked incredibly hard with Sarah to apply to all the colleges, make sure all of the financial aid paperwork was done. I mean, it was really quite an ordeal, and Sabrina took it on, and with much success, we are very satisfied with the school that Sarah has selected. And Jacob, he's a big gamer. Jacob has been doing all the games that have been going on during quarantine. So he jumped right into Animal Crossing early on. And he's been playing this game called Dragon Veil for forever. Nice. Jacob has been playing um, the new Mario that came out. He just wanted to 100% that sucker. Um, he's been playing, gosh, he's got this new game now that was free on the PlayStation download when you read up, re-up your subscription, but I forget what it's called. Rungeon or something like that. Anyway, he's loving that game a ton. Oh, and you know what, Josh? He has been really addicted to this game called Fall Guys, as well uh. as a But Fall Guys, he loves, and he finishes first place often. See, that's... I, I'm, I'm bad at multiplayer games, like mm-hmm. I played Fall Guys once and it was it was a travesty. Like yeah. they should have taken someone should have come over and like taken away my console. Like it should have just been like you're done, kid. Like, you don't deserve it. Yeah, it's like you're eliminated you're right away. Same exactly. Money. Um yeah. like whereas like I'm good at lying. So yeah. among us, among I'm us. like, I got this. I can lie with the best of them. So I'm all in that. No, yeah, like we're we're actually starting. Uh, we've got some we've got some new co-hosts now. Um, someone that can you know some people that can be uh really more on the on the show a lot more. Um, we still mm-hmm. have Hannah on. Uh, it's just you know with her schedule it gets crazy sometimes. 
Um, but yeah, so we've got some new co-hosts and we're, we're starting to do some more stuff. Like we're going to be doing some streaming stuff for like Twitch. So have like a, a Twitch for the, for the podcast so that way we can play some games so we can play among us and stuff like that with, with the fans and going to be playing uh, all bunch, a whole bunch of stuff. We got, we got, we got stuff planned out, we got stuff planned out. Nice. Um, so how's, uh, yeah. So, I mean, how has work been during this whole entire thing? Cause I mean, I've talked with some people in, uh, like I've, I've, we've made a lot of good friends with some people that work at, uh, over on the dragon prince. Um, so a bunch of like Canadian actors and mm-hmm. it's been, it's been kind of rough for them, but they're, they're more on like the, you know, we, we record side, whereas you're more in the we help the people record and we're the ones that are directing it. So how's, how's this whole uh, portion of 2020 into like where we are now, how's that been going, you know, business wise? Business wise, it kind of keeps clipping along. Personally, I have had more pockets of free time in between projects, which I never like. I like to stay as busy as can be. Mm -hmm. Um, In fact, one of the jobs that I maintain on a weekly basis, which is audience warm-up for television shows, that has died because there are no audiences for television shows. So the job to be the warm-up guy and make the audience laugh and keep them laughing during the duration of a taping, that work has just completely disappeared. I cannot wait for it to return. Um, And that's been kind of a bummer because I really like to engage with audiences and I like to play with people and I like to, you know, entertain as much as I can. And that really satisfied that performance bug that I have. I've always had my whole life. Um, And then in terms of directing projects, right at the start of the pandemic, you know, the world kind of went into like a scared lockdown for about four weeks. And then very slowly things started to open up that were more like essential and I was able to get work, like I said, remotely with actors working remotely or if I was directing remotely. And there were a ton of shows that were lined up to finish their, the run of their show. So it was basically their fourth or their fifth season. Mm-hmm. So I, I finished up a, a new series on Netflix called The Twelve, which is a courtroom drama. I finished up the final season of a long-running show called Cable Girls. That's also Netflix, the dubbed show from Spain. I finished a show called 3%. That was also for Netflix. Um, That's a Brazilian show. Um, And then we had to record a couple of specials for Miraculous Ladybug. And then we were waiting for season four to start. So when the summer just got cooking, like I would say right around June, all of my work was now recorded. Oh, so you were, everything was pretty much done and you're it was, just. It was all there. and then it was nothing. Oof. Because really the studio said, holy smokes, Desiree, you were so busy. And I loved it, Josh, you know me. You were so busy. We're just going to give you a little bit of a break. I'm like, please don't. They're like, we are. So um they gave me a little bit of a break, which was up until about maybe September. And that's when Miraculous Ladybug season four started. And the way that works is we get two to four episodes every, I would say, month or five weeks or so. So I've been doing those, those episodes when they come up for season four. Um, and there was two other shows, original animation shows that I was 
scheduled to be working on. And we had just finished recording the pilot of one. It was supposed to have 56 episodes. And since that was original animation and they really were putting a lot of energy and money behind it, and since it officially didn't start, they decided to wait. So all of that work has been put on the back burner to who knows when. Honestly, who knows when. So, um, so that is, work was really super busy at one point, like insanely headache, frustrated, busy. And on top of that, it was trying to figure out how to record and direct with people over Skype or Zoom with Source Connect. I also got to direct the first half of the second season of Be the Beginning, which is on Netflix and yeah. anime. Um, and I'm very, very proud of that. It looks beautiful. It sounds great. Um, and, you know, so I've been busy, but there's also been pockets of things. So hopefully things will pick up in a, in a more consistent way. I don't mind time off. I really don't. But I want to at least know when the next project is. And hopefully that next project isn't more than two or three weeks away. Yeah. Like that, I know at the end of April, I have a movie that I'll be directing the dub of, and that is a Netflix movie from, from Poland. So mm. I am looking forward to that. It gives me a little bit of work in terms of like casting, pre-production, things like that. Um, but I like to be busier than that. Nice. So, um, you just we'll just we'll just say for some of our uh, listeners who, I mean, a lot of people that you know, uh, especially on your your social, a lot of miraculous fans. Um, mm -hmm. Yeah. So we'll just we'll ask for this. So since uh, some of them may not know how like the whole process goes with you being a voice director and everything, and just being a director and creator and everything. How does like the casting process go for some like say this uh, this new series like say I give you a new a new movie that's going to come out yeah. you know whenever um, right. how are you going to like how, how do you go about uh, doing the casting for like the dubbing and everything like that? Well, it's pretty simple. It's very straightforward. In fact, it, it once it's something that you get accustomed to. But for anyone who's listening who has no idea whatsoever that goes on, it goes like this. Let's say that you are a voiceover actor and I um, am looking at a new project. As I watch the new project, I look at the characters, the characters that are going to have the most amount of speaking because we don't need to cast everybody through a casting process. Sometimes you can call in a very versatile actor and you know they could do three or four different smaller incidental characters you know, just a little police officer here or a bystander on the street or a vendor or whatever. Um, and I can use that. I could use you as a voiceover actor, Josh. And I know that you'll be able to play five, six of those small one or one to five liners. And I could stretch your voice and hide your voice. And, you know, we can get yeah. those lines. Done. Lots of, lots of nice Wallace stuff, you know, need those, the you know, the, you know those people in the background. Yeah. Correct. Correct. Yeah. All of that extra sounds, all those extra voices. But if it's a, a main character or a supporting character, we look at a good scene. Hopefully it's one of their more emotional scenes because every good story has a climactic moment or a build to that climactic moment with rising action. And we want to find those moments so that we can really test the actor to see if they can deliver a genuine performance 
in that emotional heightened moment. And what we will do is we select that area of the video. And sometimes it has the subtitles to it and you can just give your performance by doing what you see written in the subtitle. Or sometimes we would adapt the script, but just that little section. And then you would have the script for you to give us, you know, your interpretation of that scene with your acting. Sometimes they are looking to see if you can do lip sync, but it's not really that important. I'd much rather hear that you have the performance and you sound like the character and lip sync we can work on together when you book the job. Mm -hmm. um, so then you would get an email. It would have the video clip. You'd have to sign an NDA agreement. So it's a non-disclosure agreement so that you don't talk about this project or else you get sued. Then um, once you sign that and send it back, then I can send you that little video package and it'll say, here's how I want you to label your audio file. And you can do two takes or one take or three takes. And I'm looking for you, Josh, to read the role of John and Peter because they're of your age sounding in your voice. And I think you could read well for them. Or sometimes I'd say, here are all of the male parts. Here's six of the male parts that we're looking for. Some of them are 60-year-olds. Some of them are 14-year-olds. And the rest are in between. You decide what you think you're going to do best at Josh and then you email me back the characters you want to audition for it's as if you walk up to a buffet and you're like hmm, what part do I want to try out for right and that's pretty much how it goes I then get all of those voice samples back I organize them I give them a listen and then from there I pick maybe two or three of my top choices with reasons why and then I submit those to the client so if it's Amazon Prime or Apple or Netflix or it just the, you know, if it's a, a company like Viz Media that does anime and then they get to select and listen to my choices and off of my choices, which are already filtered, then they can say, you know what, we didn't find it. Give me more choices. Or I really like John. Give me John for that role. Okay, nice. Now, do you have like... If you're sending out, you know, like the casting notices, do you do you write those casting notices yourself or do you sometimes send somebody? I do. Sometimes I say, John, lead, 35 to 40 years old, um, is the owner, uh, is the CEO of this major company, um, is dealing with stress at home as his wife um, caught him cheating and is uh, wanting to run off with the children as so in this scene that you're going to audition for you're having a heated argument with your wife um, and you, the phone keeps ringing because work needs you and I need to uh, you know and we need to feel how torn you are with your responsibilities at work but also trying to work out your domestic situation see that and is then you have your dialogue that is more information than I've read on like any other casting call. <laughs> Cause like yeah. I, I've done stuff and it's just like John, male, thirties, accent, American. And you're like, all right, cool. Exactly, so anything. Yeah, yeah exactly. Like, all right. Or it's like accent European. And I'm like, what's European? Like there's a there's a bunch of things that are in there's there. A lot of European. Yeah, it's not fair. Like, do you want like but general yeah, European? Like, I don't know. Yeah. Like fun stuff like that. Like, yeah, that is like the most I've ever heard in a thing. So, um, I mean, that's ideal. Sometimes, 
sometimes you get even a little screenshot of what the face looks like. Yeah. And sometimes like if it's an anime, so I, I get when I get auditions, um, they'll have a little clip of the original Japanese anime. So you can like see what's going on and hear what's happening and kind of get an indication of what the emotion emotional quality of that uh of that clip is like so that you can really do your best nice um yeah well, kind of really wants you to get the part you know they don't want you to fail they want you to do well yeah and like i, I it's weird because like video games to me that that i've seen and again i haven't done half as many you know uh auditions like as, as you have in your illustrious career um but like some of the stuff that I've heard, like, I, I feel like video games tend to have a lot more info than, like, something like a, like, just like a regular project or something like, like an animation right. or something like that. Um, You're right. You're right. But look at how creative the world of video games is. I mean, is very true. Yeah. You know, you're, you're, it's basically like a mixture of the bio you would create for yourself in a D&D game. And they're like, okay here's who we've created and we want you to get all of it because it needs to be that because that's how important it is to us as game developers, you know? So I do believe there's a little bit more of a passion plus it takes so much time to make a video game. So they've already got all that info fleshed out by the time they're looking for voices. Yeah. And uh, we're going to, we're going to let you go here Ezra, here in just a sec, but I would be remiss for all the people that, you know, whenever we still get uh, messages for you to come back on and talk Miraculous. And we'll do okay. that, you know, when once season four is out or once we get, yeah. you know, some of the specials and maybe the movie under our belt. Um, but what what have you thought so far of like the first episode that has, I guess, technically been released? It has been released. Officially, it has been released in Germany. Yes, and, and therefore, Tumblr was all over it, and that's where I was able to read the entire thing. So, really? Yeah. Well, oh my um, gosh! They're like the miraculous fandom is a crazy fandom, and they are on stuff immediately. Like oh, they're, yes, they're they just are. like, I somehow they got a VPN or something, watched it right. in German, and it's just boom. They had like the yeah. whole entire plot's already out there. Yeah, there's a lot that is introduced in the first episode. Um, and there's also, uh, a special that was released, uh, from Shanghai, from Miraculous World. So the Miraculous World is its own series of specials that are 55 minutes long. And there we're was getting, one already that a dropped. Bunch of those, aren't we? Like, yeah. Like for a multiple of, uh, multiple countries throughout the world. Yeah. So there's, there's been New York already where we met um, some new superheroes that live in New York and fight crime in New York. Spider-Man? Did we, we meet have, Spider-Man? Uh, no, we didn't meet uh, Spider-Man. But we did meet day. Eagle. Right. Dark Shadow and Eagle. Not Dark Shadow. Dark. I forgot her name. Um, we also are now in Shanghai, in China. And then um, it has been confirmed that there's going to be a Miraculous World episode in Africa. Mm-hmm. I heard there was also a Miraculous World episode in Brazil. Yep. I heard but, Brazil, London, and Tokyo, I believe. Okay. Yeah. And I again, mean, we this are... Was, this was Tumblr. It could all be real. It could all be not real. Who knows? It could all be... Right. 
Right. So we will neither confirm nor deny. But there um, will be more miraculous Jesus, that we can confirm. Oh, there's there's so much right now. <laughs> there's definitely more. There's definitely more. I mean, I have already been recording some of season four. I've done for sure the first 10 episodes. It may be almost a dozen, but for sure the first 10 episodes. And there is a lot of new development that will make any of the miraculous fans very, very happy because not not that ultimate happiness of oh i'm getting everything that i want and this is exactly what i'm hoping for in the show but the kind of happy which says wow you are really stretching these characters and making them grow and uh creating challenges and conflicts in our storyline it's not just we're not working towards an ending yet we're still broadening the world and that's okay? that's always good to hear yeah, it's very good to hear. And the way that the world is broadening is really encouraging because it doesn't feel like it's just, you know, part two of something, you know, like we're just stretching what was great. We're like they're, the creative minds and the writers behind it, as the series continues for season four, they've really elevated what we've learned in the first three seasons. So that, that makes me, that brings up a, a discussion and, and a dilemma for me, Josh, because if I'm just watching season four as a brand new viewer, I would be pretty confused because this world is so evolved. I'd be like, okay, so how does that power work? And how come she can do that now? And how come he can do that? And what's happening here? Mm -hmm. Because if you start with season one, the progression is so natural that you keep learning more attributes and more power-ups and more... Um, fusion of different powers and now you're like oh wow okay this is, i guess kind of along the lines of pokemon but yeah. if you just jump into an advanced pokemon episode you're like huh but if you start in season one you're like oh that's how that works oh that's why you're doing that oh that's how you battle yeah you know um so even though every episode it's very formulaic in the way that oh someone is a bad person and Hawk Moth wants their earrings and their ring. And, oh, Ladybug and Cat Noir um, defeat the evildoer and repair the world, the end. Even though that's the same formula, there's always new information in every episode. Yeah. So, which is why I think the show is successful. And I think the show has, I mean, there's many reasons. But in terms of story, it's not just the same thing over and over again. There is always another development. Either it's in the relationship of the teenagers and the classmates, either it's in the desire and the backstory of Gabriel Agreste and Hawk Moth, or it's the other characters that are aiding and supporting him. So, you know, it, the world continues to open up more and more. And while that happens, the animation quality continues to just become so beautiful yeah like uh, the stuff that i think uh zag tweeted something from his uh from his twitter or uh, it may have been insta like just like a still from the movie and yeah it looks, he does that every now and then yeah it looked i was like dang that animation that's that's some really pretty animation like yeah oof. beautiful yeah yeah um since the since I had a big birthday in January. I turned 50 in January 1st. Congrats. That's well over the hill. 
Yes, well over the hill. I, I, and, I, I, I don't I don't know what over what's 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 fifty. Like is that a I don't know what that because like forties over the nifty. hill. Fifty's just fifty's nifty. nifty. Okay, you're nifty. Yeah. Uh, I'm nifty. Um, and obviously, you know, it's a quarantine birthday. I couldn't celebrate it with anybody outside of my family. And my uh, Sabrina was so very thoughtful. She had people um, send video messages and she compiled them all and, oh. you know, sent, gave me a thumb drive of all of those amazing, sweet, heartfelt messages from the important people in my life that, you know, we have history with. And I wanted to give myself a present, so I purchased a P.O. box at the local post office. And what I wanted to do is start a pen pal project, and I wanted to have miraculers that were feeling isolated, sad, lonely, that were feeling like they wanted to just reach out and make a friend, and I wanted people to write. I also remember, you know, how the post office was getting, like, a lot of negative press during the whole election cycle, mm -hmm. you can't trust the mail, you know, the mail's going downhill, forget it, they're bankrupt, like all that stuff. And I'm like, the mail, the post office is awesome. Right. And, and I don't know when you received a letter last in the mail that was truly a correspondence letter and not a bill or just random crud sent into your mailbox, but like a real letter from a friend or a friendly letter from a person. So I was yeah. like, you know what? I want to open this up. And I, I sort of really sent the message out to a lot of the miraculars on TikTok and on my Instagram and on Facebook. And it was to really to anybody. I said, hey, anybody, if you feel lonely and you want to just write some stuff down and you want to send me a letter, I'll send one back to you. I will write you back. And I like to drink Bigelow tea. It's just the name of the tea brand, but they're such a sweet company. They're very personal. They sent me a giant bag of individual wrapped teas of various flavors. So I, and they're like, hey, we really love your pen pal project. Here's a big bag of teas. You can send them to people, put them in the letter. We really want to support you on that. I was like, amazing. Um, Zag sent me a bunch of stickers that I can insert into any of the envelopes, any of the miraculous, that they feel that little extra love. Yesterday, I sent an email to Jeremy Zag, to his assistant, to his wife, who operates the Zag store USA. The, um, uh, where yeah, you the one in uh, Santa Monica, right? Santa Monica. And I said, hey, thank you so much for all of the stickers. I took a picture of the gigantic pile, gigantic, Josh, for me. Of, um, of letters and packages that I've received in fan art. And I said, is there any way, if possible, I can get like temporary tattoos or some more stickers to something flat that fits in an envelope? It means so much to these kids. A lot of them have special needs. A lot of them are housebound and depressed. A lot of them have just recently discovered the show and it's really made living during the pandemic much more bearable. A lot of them find this show a great source of comfort. So, you know, if I can give them a sticker, they were like, absolutely, Ezra will send some more stuff out to you on Friday. So I have loved this pen pal project for me. It has given me a greater sense of purpose to sit down and read letters from people who are telling me how important the show is and how therapeutic and uplifting it is for them. And it's also, for me, 
such a joy to be able to write back a letter, put in a tea bag, tell them to tell their parents that they, that, you know, the, they should tell the parents that they love them putting in a sticker. I also have been putting in autographs. So the community has been growing. I've noticed. I've also been really much more interactive with them than ever, especially on TikTok, which is pretty much my TikTok page is now fairly dedicated to miraculous content. That's awesome. Really, I support what I see out there, the fan art and the edits and the cosplayers. And I'm like, you know, on my Instagram account, Josh, it has my life, it has my work, it has my running, it has my dog, it has myself, it has Tai Chi, it has Miraculous, it has other projects. I am all over the place on my Instagram account. And I'm also just very honest about if I'm having a great day or if I'm having a sad day or a difficult day. And on my TikTok, I, it's a place where I can just be my own fanboy for a show that I'm so proud of. Um, so I really like that because, you know, when it comes to social media and all that stuff, they say you don't want to diversify. Mm-hmm. It makes it a little, it makes it a little messy for people. Yeah. You know, in terms of like the media marketing, like you don't want to have other things, just stick to that niche and stick to that thing. So I was like, you know what? I'm just going to give that a try. And I'm just going to only do that on my TikTok. I'll just stick to that. You won't be able to really find much of anything else there except my miraculous ladybug stuff. And it has been very well received. I really do love the attention that it's getting and how the account itself is just growing. And I'm very grateful and appreciative of that. That's awesome. And uh, we'll put uh, we'll, we'll put all those links and everything in the show notes. So that way, you know, we'll put the, the for the PO, for the TikTok, um, everything. Um, other, like, so we've got, we've got the PO and the TikTok. Where can everybody find you kind of like social media wise? Definitely on Instagram. And definitely on TikTok. Uh, on TikTok, that, I go live. I would say I go live on TikTok five or six days a week. And hey. I usually for about a half hour to an hour. And what I do, Josh, is I read those letters. I read those letters on TikTok. And I tell, you know, sometimes they put their username in the letter. And I'll tell all, you know, the people who are watching, sometimes it's like 150 or sometimes it's 350. And I'll be like, hey, everyone try and get the attention of this user. Message them, put a comment on their last video, add their handle here. Let's see if we can just get their attention. And then when we do, like everybody is so excited. It's this fun little like scavenger hunt, you know? And then they're like, no, they're here, they're here, they're here. And then, you know, I read the letter and I get excited to know that they're here. And it's all very spontaneous. And it's got a lot of fun positivity and energy there. So, you know, if people really want to like see how I engage, TikTok is the way to see that. But if they want to follow along with my stories, I got all a bunch of different stuff that happens in my stories between walking with my dog and playing games and humming challenges and conversations I have with my friend Max and just snapshots of dinner and coffee and all that kind of stuff. You know, all that is on my on my Instagram account. Nice. And like I said, we'll put all those links in the show notes um, so you, everybody can find those. Um, you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Josh L. Kane. You can find the podcast on Instagram at What's Up Fandom, on Twitter at What's Up Fandom PC for podcast. All of our episodes available, iTunes, Stitcher, Podbean, Google Play, Spotify. Uh, our video content is available on YouTube. 
Um, you can also find us on our website, animationstationpodcast.com. This episode was sponsored by Wild Bill Soda. Ezra, you, you've been to conventions. I back, have. Back, back when conventions seen, were a thing. I have, seen, I have seen Wild Bill Soda. Yeah. I love Wild Bill Sodas. I'm always jealous about Wild Bill Sodas because I see people walking around with the mugs that you mm-hmm. buy. And then when you get thirsty, you just mosey on up to Wild Bill's hit. And then you just pour yourself from the tap, Coke or root beer or ginger ale. Like it looks so delicious and everybody gets thirsty. Plus you also need a little bit of a boost when you're walking around a convention or even when you're outside at like a Renaissance fair or some state fair. I love the Wild Bill sodas. In fact, I really hope they send me a mug one day because I want one of them mugs. We'll make something happen. We, we, yeah, know make some something happen. we know some people. We know some people. If you uh, know anybody, just let them know that I have always seen their product. Whenever I'm in a convention, I eyeball it. You know, you've seen me when we were there. We've been at conventions together. Yeah. Yeah. It's so, and what, there. What, what's great. And well, that, that's like a glowing recommend, like a glowing endorsement right there. But what they did since, you know, no conventions during 2020. They took yeah. all of their sodas and they canned them. So now you can buy like a can of their soda and just, you know, if you want that wonderful experience, take one of your mugs, fill it with ice, pour their yeah. uh, pour their canned soda, and then you drink it yourself. There you go. Oh my and, gosh. Uh, gosh. <laughs> gosh. They, canned, they canned them for the fandom. Exa- oh my gosh. That's, I got to steal that. Canned them for the fandom. Yeah, I'm, I'm stealing that now. Them, they, they canned them for the fandom. And if you guys want to try some out, you can use code FANDOM10 at checkout to get 10% off your order. Uh, support the podcast, support Wild Bills. Get yourself something to drink. I'm going to do it. There you go. Um, and Ezra, again, thank you. Thank you so much for coming on, man. This was, this was super fun. My go, pleasure. Now, now, you can take the, now you can take Doggo out for a walk. Yeah, we're going to go for a walk now before the sun sets. She looks so tired. Yeah. So I gotta like, do, we got to do it anyway. You're, you're going to put that leash on, set her out on the pavement. She's going to go out. She's going to That's right. right. Love it. Um, oh, one last thing, Ezra. So I know you you and Jacob have been, you've been home alone. Well, not home alone. You've been home a lot. Uh, is there any more progress on the uh, Ezra and Jacob build Lego podcast? Oh, there isn't. Do I have to send, do, we, do I need to send you some Legos so that you guys can build some Legos? Josh, he went to the Lego store yesterday. He has a new pack. <laughs> we don't even need it. We just need to sit down and do I just don't know how to do all the things that you know how to do, which is podcast. <sighs> hey, you, you just call me. Um, we'll make it happen. It's it's so easy now. It's re- like this. Promise? Just zoom it. Just zoom it. That's it. Zoom lets you record everything now. You don't have to do anything different. Like this right now, oh, I'm know? just recording it through Zoom. And it's going to be and perfect. Then what, okay, so here. Here's the real, the real question that we will have off air. That question is, how do I take that Zoom audio or even the Zoom video and find a hosting spot to put it there? Oh, easy peasy, man. That's, that's okay, nothing. You'll tell me later. Yeah, I, I, I yeah, got you. I'm 50's nifty, but I'm an old timer. <laughs> uh, Ezra, again, thanks so much for coming on, man. My pleasure, Josh. Take care. Oh, uh, all right. And so uh, for uh, What's Up Fandom, I'm Josh. I'm Ezra. I'm Ezra. Bye, everybody. 
Bye, everyone.